Well, I have something very special today. I have my dear friend, Rick Renner, and we're going to talk about your new book, Rick. I'm glad to be with you. This is so much fun for us because you were our first client in about 30-something years ago, and now you've gone out and touched the world. Thank you for being faithful to Jesus. Well, thank you. You've been helping me a long time, yes. and I'm grateful. How many books have you written now? Ben, I'm not sure, but <laughs> it seems like it might be close to 50. About I've written books month, I've written books in so many study guides. Yes. I know that all together it's over 100, all that material. That's beautiful. But Ben, I write every day. You know, the Lord spoke to me in 1978, mm -hmm. and he said, write, 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 yeah. and I'll bless what you write. So I understood my job was to write. Wow. That's what I can do. He's the only one that can bless. Hmm. And I've written and he has blessed. And Ben, it's amazing because when I moved to the other side of the world, what would the odds be that my books would sell when I don't even live here? Right. I mean, God has just blessed, yes. he's prospered what I've written and he gets all the glory. Well, your books have blessed me. Thank I you, love ben. Sparkling Gems 1 and Sparkling Gems 2. Thank if you, you don't have those, get those before we even talk. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> but you've written something I think is very important. It's called Christmas, The Rest of the Story. Tell me, Rick, what was the heart of motive about writing this book? Well, let me hold that book for a minute. I wrote this book mm -hmm. because when I was, for several reasons. First of all, when I was growing up, my daddy, in the earlier years would gather us around his easy chair in our living room and he would read to us passages about the Christmas story from Luke and from the book of Matthew. Yeah. And as a little boy, I just relished that time. And as we got older, daddy stopped that custom. But as the years went by, I noticed that preachers, it seems like every year they just preached the same, same thing, thing yeah. year after mm -hmm. year after year. And I began to think, isn't there more to the story? I mean, surely there's got to be more than what we're hearing. Who were those wise men? Mm -hmm. What kind of gifts did they really bring to Jesus? What about that star? Could it really be a star? It didn't sound like a star to me because it starts and it stops and it starts. It's, I mean, that's not the behavior of stars. Right. Why was Herod so upset about the birth of Jesus? And so I began to dig into the story and Ben, I found out that we are so confused about the birth of Jesus. For example, most people think that the wise men and the shepherds and the angels, they all came to Bethlehem. They did not. At the same time. They did not. Oh. The wise men didn't show up until two years later. Man. You know why we all think they showed up in Bethlehem? Mm -mm. Because of Christmas cards. Sheesh. We base our belief on Christmas cards because artists want to tell the whole story mm -hmm. on one canvas. So on one little canvas or on a Christmas card, they put shepherds, angels, magi, like they were all there at the same place in the same time. It was totally wrong. Jesus was about two years old when the magi finally showed up. Wow. Think you know the Christmas story? A babe in a manger, three wise men, and a few lowly shepherds. But did you know that's just part of the story? In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the stunning details of the nativity story you've never heard. Like how many wise men there could have been, how far they would have traveled, and why Herod was troubled at the news of the birth of a new king. When I was growing up, I heard the same Christmas story year after year, and I loved it. When I got older, 
I found treasures in the Christmas story that no one had shared with me. That's what is in this book, and I wrote it to share with you and for you to share with those whom you love. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you'll receive the timeless story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this landmark Christmas keepsake. Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, the rest of the story, invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across the stunning hand-drawn pages. Bound in a hardcover, large-format book, you'll create a family tradition that will last for generations. Great as a gift or for enhancing your own traditions, pre-order the book today, Christmas, the rest of the story, for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. Tell us why, because, you know, Christmas has been either commercialized or even some places in our cultures eliminated. The religious aspect, they call it holidays. Mm -hmm. Why is it so fundamentally important for people to understand the real story of Christmas? Well, the greatest miracle is the cross and the resurrection. If there had been no cross and no resurrection, then the Christmas story wouldn't matter. Hmm. But when Jesus was born, he was born as the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world. You know, the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation that even before the foundation of the world, God saw him as a lamb that was slain. Hmm. And then when Jesus was born, I mean, just think of the imagination of God to put it all together. He caused the whole thing of the story happen so that Jesus would be born, not in a barn, like we think if he was born in a cave, and that cave was used as a stable. But when he was born in that cave, which you can still visit today in Bethlehem, his mother wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Well, what are swaddling clothes? Swaddling clothes were in every cave that was used as a stable or a barn because when newborn lambs were born, the shepherds would take little strips of cloth and would wrap the arms of the little lambs to protect them so they would be without blemish. And wow. Jesus had to be a lamb that was without blemish. And so when Mary took those swaddling clothes and wrapped him and laid him in a manger, by the way, which is where they laid little lambs when they were first born, it means Jesus' very first appearance on earth was his whole purpose. He was born as the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. And when the angels appeared to the shepherds that same night, they said, this will be a sign unto you. Well, why was it a sign unto them? Those particular shepherds were not just any shepherds. They were Levitical shepherds who raised the lambs that were to be used as sacrifices in Jerusalem at the time of Passover. And so these were sacrificial lambs. Come on. And they had their eyes fixed on those lambs. And when the angels showed up and said, hey guys, the real lamb of God has just been born nearby in Bethlehem. It was almost like they said, hey guys, you're looking at the wrong lamb. The real lamb has just been born in Bethlehem. And then they said, this will be a sign to you. And the Greek says, soy, especially for you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. That would be a sign for them. 
because that's what they did with newborn lambs. They wrapped them in swaddling clothes and laid them in a manger. And it was the equivalent of saying, when you see him, you'll know who he is because he will appear as the little lamb of God. Man. That's who Jesus was in his birth. And that's why he came into the world. He was born to die for you and for me. Praise God. Praise God. Anyway, Ben, it's all in this book. And Rick, you have got the most amazing illustrations. You had a world-class artist and you directed him theologically. Mm -hmm. So this is no Christmas card mumbo jumbo. This is accurate, beautiful pictures in here. He is a Russian Jew. Oh, he is. And I was so thrilled when we found him. I really researched because I, I, I felt to tell this story, you have to have more than text. Mm -hmm. For example, the Magi, the gifts that the Magi brought. Well, we all grew up thinking of we three kings of yeah. Orient are traveling on their little lonely camels. I sang that. <laughs> carrying three little boxes. That is so far from the truth. What is the truth? Well, the truth is when the star appeared, they were not surprised because Daniel had prophesied that a world leader was coming and they were waiting for the birth of that world leader. Hmm. And they had lived on Daniel's prophecies, even where the Magi were, because he had been the head of the Magi. And when that star appeared, they took it as the announcement that the long awaited world leader had been born. Well, these were Magi. Magi were more powerful than kings. They could install a king with a word. They were so powerful, they really? could depose a word, a king with a word. Wow. And so these were powerful men and they were rich. Now, what does that mean? And They're they more kings. powerful than kings? Oh, they lasted longer than any kings. Kings trembled at the presence of Magi. In fact, once a group of Magi came to Rome to see Nero. Nero was so terrified. Nero was terrified that he spent millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars in today's economy just to entertain them and to make them happy because he didn't know why they came. He feared them. That's another reason why Herod got so upset. Why are these magi coming? Ay, ay, ay. And he had had a, rendu a rendezvous with magi in the year 39 when they tried to depose him. He was terrified of magi. But when the star appeared, they knew the world leader had been born. It took them two years to assemble the gifts. Two years? Two years. And we know from ancient inventories exactly what kind of gifts they gave. For example, if you were a low-level king, mm -hmm. Magi would give you at your birth 1,336 pounds of gold. 1,336 pounds. That's for a low-level king. And their gifts were commensurate with the status of the king. Well, because Jesus was the long-awaited greatest leader to ever be born, they brought an inventory of gifts that is just mind-boggling, and it's in this book. I have given an inventory. So it just kind of totally blows away the religious picture that they brought three little gifts. They brought gifts and gifts and gifts and gifts wow. and gifts. And in fact, the Greek says, it uses the Greek word pharaoh, which means they had to have servants that had to physically bear them on their shoulders to carry them into the room to present them to Mary and Joseph and to Jesus. Isn't that amazing? And Ben, that night, the angel spoke to Joseph and said, get up, get out of here. Herod is going to seek this child, flee into Egypt. Well, in Egypt, Joseph did not have the right to work. He had no work permit. It was a foreign country. 
was going to take a lot of money to live in Egypt. The money showed up on time. God financed their flight into Egypt. And Ben, something else totally amazing. I mean, there's so much that we can know if we'll just dig. Today, if you go to Egypt, the Coptic Church of Egypt, which is so proud of the fact that the Holy Family lived in Egypt during that time, have fully documented every place where the Holy Family lived during that flight. It's all in this book. Rick. They moved 38 times. It was literally a flight through Egypt because Herod sent spies to seek the child to destroy him, just like the angel said. So they moved into the upper, to the lower delta of the Nile. Then they moved to Cairo. Then they moved up the Nile, stopping every place where they could find a Jewish community. Finally, all the way to the ancient city of Aswan. And that's where they were living when the angel appeared and said, Herod has died. And finally, they went back home. But when they went back home, guess what? The money was still there because Nazareth, was a sleeping community to the city of Sephoris, just three miles away. And Sephoris was the banking center of the Middle East. Come on. And all of those treasures were on hold. Where's all this been? Thank I'm you for you, discovering all, If you're it. willing to dig, it is all there. And so when Jesus began his ministry, you'll notice he never took up an offering. He didn't need anything. He didn't need anything. <laughs> God, God financed his ministry. And that to me, that brings a whole new insight yes. to Philippians 4.19. But my God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God provided Jesus everything he needed to launch out into his ministry. And God wants to do that for you and for me. Amen. He wants to fully finance whatever he has authorized us to do. In a culture where Santa seems to overpower the reason for the season, It's time to return to the true meaning of Christmas. In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the stunning details of the nativity story you have never heard. Details like who exactly was Joseph, the father of Jesus? Why did God choose Mary? What was the star that guided the wise men? Who were the wise men who came to see Jesus? How far did they travel? And what was the value of the gifts they brought to Christ? Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, the rest of the story, invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across decorated pages in a coffee table size format. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you will receive the eternal story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. This is a sweeping portrait of the Christmas story, allowing readers to reflect on why Jesus came at the dawn of the first century and ultimately the reason for his birth. With stunning illustrations and nearly 300 pages, your family can create a tradition that will last for generations. Great as a gift or enhancing your own traditions, pre-order the book today. Christmas, the rest of the story for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. Well, let's talk about the virgin birth. Okay. What a revelation. You know, unbelievers, and even Christian, even some theologians think that's just a myth. Mm-hmm. But it's foundational. Tell us about that miracle of a virgin birth. We've heard it so many times it just goes over our ears. But tell us how profound that was. Well, first of all, there are critics today who have alleged 
that Mary became impregnated by a Roman soldier. Oh, that gosh. is just what? that is just bogus, bogus. That's somebody who doesn't want to believe the Bible, so they have found another story to tell. Yeah. They just made that up. The Greek word that is used absolutely describes a virgin. It could be used to describe a man that is a virgin or a girl that is a virgin, mm -hmm. but it's a person that's never had a sexual relationship. And you know, Ben, think about Mary. She was probably 14 years yeah, old. Yeah. Some people say she might have been as young as 12, but her parents had raised her to do the will of God. And that's also in this amazing book. Yes. Her father was a scroll scholar. He worked in the synagogue in Sephoris with the scrolls, which means Mary was raised in the Word of God. Wow. And she was dedicated as a child. That's also in this book. I'm telling you, it's all there if you're willing to dig. She was dedicated as a child that she would be a vessel to be the handmaid of the Lord, to do whatever the Lord would ever ask her to do. So when the angel appeared unto her, what did she say? Be it unto me according to your word. And she called herself the handmaid of the Lord. How could it be that a 12 to 14 year old would be so ready to say yes to an impossible situation? Because her parents put it in her from the time she was young. You've been born for a purpose. God has a plan for your life. Marry whatever it is. You're the servant of the Lord. You're to say yes. And so when that angel showed up, she was ready to say, you know what? I don't know how this is going to happen, but whatever, be it unto me according to thy word. Mm. And Ben, what a responsibility we have yes. to instill in our children and our grandchildren. You're in this world for a purpose. We can help them say yes to whatever God's plan is. But she really was a virgin, Ben. She was a virgin. Praise God. They were living in that year of purity before they were officially married. Mm -hmm. They were betrothed, but they had never had a sexual relationship. And during that year of purity is when she suddenly was found to be with child. That must have been quite a shock to Joseph. Mm. And think about why God chose Joseph. He must have been a merciful man because according to law, he could have said, you know what? I'm going to have you stoned. Yeah. But he didn't. He didn't want to embarrass her. He was a kind man. God chose a foster father for Jesus that was a merciful person. Man. Jesus was not reared in a mean religious house. Greg, we've got to get this back in our families and our homes. I'm getting this book to read to my family, my children, my grandchildren. I want you please to get this book. You'll never think of Christmas the same ever again. And your children won't have to grow up with myths and Christmas cards. Your children and grandchildren will know. And when that knowledge comes, the revelation of this amazing plan of salvation. Christmas is a timeless tradition. But do you really know the true story of that first holy night? In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the stunning details of the nativity story you have never heard. Like, was Joseph really a carpenter? Who were the shepherds keeping watch? How far did the wise men travel and how many actually came? Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas the Rest of the Story invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across nearly 300 decorated pages. The Christmas story is the most important story ever told. It is just miraculous. 
and with this wonderful, fully illustrated book, you will learn so much and you'll want to share it with others. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you'll receive the eternal story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. Bound in a landmark large format book, you will create a family tradition that will last for generations. This sweeping portrait of the Christmas story allows readers to reflect on why Jesus came to earth that holy night and ultimately the reason for His birth. Great as a gift or to enhance your own traditions, order this beautiful book today. Christmas, the rest of the story for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. Rick, just look at our friend watching this and tell them why you want them to have this book. I want you to have this book, first of all, because you need a revelation about what Christmas really is about. Christmas, the rest of the story. Second, in our own home, for years and years and years, from the time that our own sons were young and we continue the tradition today, on Christmas Day, before we ever open a gift, and really this is where this book was, this book was born, we sit around the room mm. and I tell the Christmas story Everything that is in this book, I've been telling our sons mm. and our grandkids for years and years. And now they're all getting older. And so Ben, at Christmas time, when I'm telling the story, they'll all raise their hand. They'll say, no, we want to talk about the magic. No, let me answer that question. They know the it. The story is in their hearts. Our sons and grandchildren know Christmas, the rest of the story, and they are so in love with this story, they don't want to open a gift until first we discuss the miracle of Christmas. Mm. And that's what I want to happen in your home. Yes. I want you to really experience the miracle of Christmas. And when you read, you're just gonna be stunned. And the wonderful thing about this book is you don't just read it. Every single page is fully illustrated. You will literally see what you are reading in this book. It will make the story come alive for you. And it won't just be good for you and your family. It is a perfect gift mm -hmm. to give to anybody. And in fact, most folks will probably leave it on the coffee table because it will become their favorite coffee table book. It is fully illustrated. It is marvelous. And Ben, what else I like is you don't have to read the whole thing at once. Mm -hmm. Your grandkids will pick it up just to look at the pictures mm. and they'll fall in love with the story looking at the illustrations. That's why we did it this way. Well, I want to thank you on behalf of the whole body of Christ for bringing this truth out. No one's ever done this. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Ben. And you can get it wherever books are sold. You can go to renter.org and get it at the ministry. But the main thing is we want this revelation and this information to come back into our culture because what you are leading is a revival of, of the, the Bible. Bible. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Great.